Hello, everyone. It's been quite a long time, hasn't it? But so many things that has been happening. I've been kind of busy writing and I finish a book and always dealing with students. But I'm back and I want to talk about what is it that bothers people. And the reason I want to talk about that because they are lessons that I've learned. I was a young kid and as I got older, I started to see things more, how can I say, Look at it with a reality. When I was a kid, I was always surrounded by adults. I was always attracted by people who were older than me, even though I was like eight, nine years old. There was things about adults that really attracted me, and not in a physical way, but in thinking way, the way they thought and how they would see things and how they would come with solutions. Growing up, everybody has a dysfunctional family one way or the other. There's not a family that is perfect, which I'm glad because if they were, we would not learn the lessons that we are learning or we choose to learn, let's put it that way. My mother, who I admired, who I respect, who I honor, and always looked upon her as my, my teacher, as I've always looked adults as my teachers, negative or positive. I've learned so much being young, you can call it curious, you can call it being nosy, you can call it saying, you know, you want to know too much, too soon, too fast. But for me, that wasn't it. For me, it was that I was always wondering why people thought the way they did. My mother was an alcoholic, and without her knowing, I've learned so much through her. And I'm so grateful for that, because I don't think that I would earn as much as I have if it wasn't for her and that I'm so grateful for. And though her journey was difficult, I still admire her. I didn't feel like that when I was a little kid. Disappointed with your parents, you hate them, you wish they wasn't your parents, you wish you were adopted. But you get to realize that Sometimes things happen for a purpose, for a reason, even if we don't know what's going on and why is it going on. And don't get me wrong either. There are kids that have gone through difficulties and still do if a child was being molested, raped, or in a situation where there are perverts. Those are journeys that are very hard for anybody to go through. And though I've been in it, kind of, it takes out of a lot out of a kid. And every kid thinks differently. And how we choose to deal with that, that's the thing. How we choose to, to deal with that. And, and what do we learn from this situation as painful and as hurtful as it is? So there are lessons that are very, very hard for a lot of children. And though my lessons were difficult and at times hurtful, well, you always feel, number one, that you're by yourself and, and you're going through this alone, of course, as a child, because you don't know any better. But as you grow up, you realize that you're not the only one going through it. What you do realize is how people deal with things differently. And those are the things that I was always curious about. But anyhow, my mother, like I said, I, I, I was always with her and, and I was always surrounded by her friends. And I got to see people as open as possible possible as they can be. I got to realize that these same people that my mother surrounded herself with and her also, they were in pain. They were suffering, angry, frustrated, unhappy. 
in their own journey at the time because they were all had different journeys, but they all suffer in their own journey. I remember my mother, you know, always saying there was things about people she didn't like. She would never tell them, but when she had a couple of beers, <laughs> boy, did she preach. And she would let people know exactly how she felt. I saw that. And I saw when people were influenced in drugs, how open they would become and say the things that they felt. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that because I didn't understand why do you have to be a certain way to tell people how you felt. And that kind of angry me as a small kid. I didn't understand why. And as I got a little bit older and I started to hear voices by the time I was nine years old, I've always said I was never afraid because I wasn't brought in an environment that the boogeyman or the devil or anything negative in that sense that scared me. On the contrary, I always say that my mother had a habit of talking to herself. I used to see people talking to themselves. So when I started to hear the voices, I wasn't afraid or shocked. I thought it was something that was normal. And I would talk back the same way as everybody did. I started to, to make more of a connection with the voices. And I started to learn things. And I started to understand things as time went on. Sometimes people say, what kind of voices? As I got older, I said spiritual. But I couldn't pinpoint to be completely honest where the voice was coming from. So I said from spirits, because for some way, somehow I related to that. As I got older, people said, well, maybe it's not from spirits. Maybe you're getting it from out there, the world, for the universe that's out there. I would say, well, honestly, it doesn't make a difference where I'm hearing it, where it's coming from, but it's good. And it has done a lot of good to a lot of people and to myself. As I started to grow up and I started to learn from my own experience and from the teaching of my mother, her friends, and everybody that have come into my journey and the voices, I've learned so many things and understand so many things. But I was raised more in the spiritual world than I was raised in the mankind world, let's say. But I dedicated myself to that spiritual as I'm growing up. I learned to understand things that many people don't understand or cannot grab or cannot see. During that time, I had lessons that I needed to do because it was lessons that I needed to learn. By the time I was 21, I have let go of all my anger, my frustration, everything that I didn't know was holding me back and becoming a person that I didn't want to become because I didn't kind of like that person. But as I started to grow more and being corrected and learning things on my own, I realized that in young, by 22 or 23, to me, I'm still young. I didn't want to be part of the world. The world was very cruel. I saw so many things that I kept to myself. And I got to learn about people, their own experience, their own suffering their pain and their anguish and their anger that they went through. I saw the journey that they chose to take because of the way that they felt and they never gave themselves a chance. And later on in life, as I became a teacher, I started to teach the things that I was taught. And I started to see the results in so, so, so many people. It made me feel good, it made me feel happy. Later on in life, I, you know, I met even more people 
from all over the world and I became their teacher. But nothing comes with any sacrifice in life because there's something that we always sacrifice a little bit of. Being a single mother, you know, I, I had to tend to my children and to my students. And sometimes my children would think that it's unfair that they felt that I pay more attention to my students, which I can understand how they saw it. But they know that when it came to them, I can be in a session, you call me, I would pick up that phone. Nothing would stop me from being the mother that I was. Was I the greatest mother? Was I the perfect mother? No, I wasn't. I was a good mother. I don't use those words because I don't believe in those words. Because to be the greatest to me is like being perfect. No one is perfect. Can a person do a great job? Yes, of course they could. But as mothers, we all do the best we can. There are mothers that don't do nothing, so they're not mothers. It's a difference. That was the little sacrifice that I made, was knowing that you have children, but knowing you, you need to do what you love to do and enjoy doing. It's like your kids grow up and you're by yourself, and all of a sudden you get married, or you find a boyfriend and you travel, and your kids turn around and says, well, now you don't have time for me because you're traveling. Or you dedicate yourself in a job, and the kid says, well, now you know, you're working, you don't have time for me. Children forget that as parents, we also have our own dreams and our own hopes and our purpose in this world. It's not that anything is taken away from them, it's just that right now you could accomplish what you're able to accomplish and you couldn't accomplish it before. Are there women that overdo it? Yes. And then there are women that try to do the best with what they got. At the same time, enjoying their journey, fulfilling their journey, because we all have a journey to fulfill. Just because you're a mother, you're a father, a brother or a sister or a cousin or aunt or uncle, it doesn't mean you don't have a purpose. We all have a purpose. And it doesn't have to be the biggest purpose. It can be the most smallest thing. The most important thing is that you allow yourself to fulfill it. The world is, is crazy now, because it is. And there isn't much that we as human beings can do, but there's a lot that you can do with yourself. And the best that you can do, aside from loving your, your spouse, your children, and working hard and paying your bills, it's also fulfilling something within yourself that you need to. And that's why a lot of people end up very miserable and unhappy. What I want to really share with you is this. You're going to meet people that you don't like, and you're going to meet people that you do like. I'll share my experience. I've met people that I don't like and that I have shared with others what I don't like about them or whatever. It's not so much that I didn't like or maybe what I was kind of disappointed in them and that is what I don't like. But it never stopped me from teaching, from helping. Because if I were to take the students that I don't like, I would not have fulfilled what they needed in their lives for them to realize for themselves what they needed to fulfill. And in the world, you know, there are so many people that are not gonna like you. And there are so many people that are gonna like you. And it's okay, it's okay because that lesson I learned at a very young age with my mother. What I learned about my mother in, in that lesson was that, yeah, she didn't like certain people, but she would hang around with them. And then when she would have a couple of beers, she would like let them know how she felt. And like I said, that would bother me that she couldn't tell them when she was not having a couple of beers. 
okay, I don't like that person. I don't want to deal with that person. She didn't do that. She still dealt with them and dealt with them and dealt with them. And one time I asked her, I said, Ma, if you don't like so-and-so, why do you hang around with so-and-so? And she turned around and she says to me, well, I don't like so-and-so when it comes to this, but I also know that that person might not like things about me, but there's other things that I like about that person. You know, it's okay not to like someone. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is that you allow that to be your judgment on that person. I listened to her. Number one, I was shocked that she gave me this kind of response. And she gave it to me in Spanish. I got to realize that my mother was smart. I kind of sold her short. And I grew up thinking that way. I grew up not looking so much as I don't like this person. I don't want to be involved with that person. But what I did was I didn't allow what I didn't like about that person to interfere in what I did like. And I worked with that. Because if I were to tell you that I liked all my students about everything, I'd be lying. There's things that I don't like about my students. But I don't dwell on that because that's not my really concern. My concern is do what I need to do for them. It doesn't mean that I might not share what I don't like, but it's not enough for me to say I cannot be your teacher. And there's students that I do get for the first time. I let them know, you know, I don't like the way you are or how you think or how you see things, but I'm going to help you to the best that I can. And it's funny because many times when they made their own change and they become the person they were meant to be, they'll say to me, do you like me now? And I say, yeah, I like you now. I just <laughs> dislike you less. And we'll laugh at it. But we're always going to have comments when it comes to people. Comments to other people or to your spouse and complain what you might not like about so-and-so. Me personally, people might find it wrong. I don't because eventually it will get back to that person. Oh, I would tell that person. If students would come up to me and say, hey, I want to know if you said this, I would never lie. I would say, yes, I did. Now, how they told you and how I said it might be different because you know when you hear things, by the time it gets around, it's kind of changed a little bit. And you got to question that too. And you always have to question the source where it's coming from because then you have to say to yourself, well, this person right now in this particular time of their life, they're not happy. They're not satisfied. They're going through their own tribulation. So how they approach their things might not be in a humble way, but maybe in being upset or anger, or they might be lying to themselves. So when you're going to say something, be aware of these things. And if you're not sure, ask the person where it came from. And if that person denies it and said, no, I didn't say it, then you have to question two people and wonder who's the one that you trust the most. Who's the one that's been honest with you for so long? If you encountered this, you need to question. And it doesn't make them a bad person. It just puts a question there. Because when things happen all of a sudden, that's when I question it. Why is it happening? What is going on? What is really the truth? What are people running away from? What are the excuses that they're making? What is it that they're not willing to face? Or what is it they're not willing to accept their responsibility within themselves? So it's easy to throw it to somebody else. It's easy to say, I don't like this and I don't like that but you gotta question it, why? And why does it make you feel this way? 
And why do you respond the way you do? And why do you take it the way you do? And you might feel you're righteous. You're right in what you feel. No one's saying that you're not, but you gotta question it. Are you picking somebody else's negativity because you feel a certain way and that gives you more an excuse to feel this way? Or you're angry because you're a little child who doesn't get their way and, and now you want to turn around and, and act like a child? You know, I have had people in my life that would feel a certain way about certain people. They felt that they don't want to deal with that person. But I'm glad I never was that type of person to say, you know something, I realized too, and I don't want to deal with that person either. I don't allow anybody to make a choice for me. I make that choice for myself. I don't allow anybody to influence me, even though I might not feel totally comfortable with a person, but I don't turn around and take what people tell me. It's like one of my kids telling me, well, I'm not going with this guy anymore. So if you see him, don't say hi to him. Don't even talk to him. I can't do that because that was between you and him. And as long as he wasn't physically abusive, abused you mentally, or did incredible harm, yes, no way would I talk to him. But if you broke up because it was time, for simple reasons, no, you cannot tell me I cannot talk to that person. And that's one thing I'm not good at, somebody telling me I can't. That word can't doesn't work for me because I am my own person. I choose. But when I choose and before I choose, I really think and tear it apart because I have to, because I have to have an understanding. When I was a little girl, my mother used to call me stupid. She called me stupid that I kind of believe I was stupid. But as I got older, I got to realize that I wasn't. And there was things that I couldn't do that other children can do. And I used to hear kids say, oh, but look at the way she does it. Look at the way she does this. And I started to see the jealousy and the insecurity in that kid. Now, when I say kid, again, I was maybe 13, 14. I feel that growing up and even in my early 20s, I was still a kid. So if you hear me say kid, I'm not talking about seven or six years old. And I realized how, you know, how people would try to destroy someone because they can do something that they couldn't do. I always wanted to, to draw good. It wasn't about being the greatest artist. No, I just wanted to draw good and I was awful in it. But I saw people who were great in it and I admired and I loved that. Just like if my students know something I don't know and they teach me, I'm like a little kid that wanna learn and can't wait to learn because I love to learn as much as I possibly can. When I would share people how great they were, they did this and how they did that, I never felt jealous or insecure for anybody that knew more than I did because I knew that I could learn it from this person. To me, that was what was it about, learning, growing, taking chances, because nothing is perfect, nothing. People are not perfect, the world is not perfect. And if we justify our ways of feeling and feel that the way we feel it's okay and it's justifying to us, then you need to turn around and say, why does it just justify to me? And there are people that might agree with you because they want to support you, not because they agree or they understand, but because they want to support you. And then you have people that do support you, that understands. 
I never felt and I don't like to feel that I have to be careful what I say and I don't say. I, I, that's not who I am. I say what I want to say to whoever I want to say it to. Because what annoys me is that when I see people talking and they're sharing, it's okay for them to do it. But the moment that I share or I do it, it's, it's not correct, it's wrong. The difference between that person and me is that if you have a problem, come to me and tell me you have a problem. But if you hold it on for a length of time and now you want to share it, then you really got to look at yourself. Because when you give freedom for people to come up to you and say, hey, don't ever be afraid to talk to me and say what you got to say. And you use the excuse, well, I, I was, I didn't, I couldn't, I was afraid. No, that's just excuses. And then when you have people thinking that one or two or three people, four people agree with that, and you think that's sufficient, then you got to look at something else. You got to look like, really, this is all? This is all you can find? Because when you're going to go to a battle and you only have four people compared to a hundred people, you got to look and say, wait a second, am I really correct in what I'm doing? Or do I have to go further and question? People can avoid the answers. People can run and that's okay because it shows the immaturity of that person. It shows no growth, that they haven't learned anything, especially the lessons that has been given. What bothers me is that you work so hard to get where you're at, and now you feel that it's enough. And you see, it's never enough. Because I remember in my 20s, I walked away from being spiritual because I wanted to see what was out there. I wanted to see what I was missing. And I went to the world, and, you know, I did my thing. I started to smoke my weed, once in a blues, you know, cocaine, going to clubs, you know, things like that. I wasn't active when it came to sexual because I respect myself a lot as a person and as a woman and as a mother. So that was not one of my things, but I did go a lot. I went out, I met people, you know, going through this tribulation, I kept going through it and I started to realize it was the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I wasn't learning anything. In the beginning, it was exciting. It was great because I was learning these things. But then I knew these things and it just became the same cycle all the time. And I got tired. When I got tired, I realized I didn't want that world anymore because that world wasn't teaching me. I wasn't growing. I wasn't gaining anything because you can only grow but so far and keep repeating the same cycle all the time. Same people, different people, getting high. I never drank, but just the same thing. And then I realized that this is not what I wanted. And I went back to spirituality and it took me a while before I heard the voices again. And then I stood because I was in a place where every day I learned something new, something different, whether it was through my children, through my students, from strangers, you know, hearing a song or, or seeing a movie, something. But I was getting the fulfillment that I wasn't getting before. And I didn't want to stop because that's not who I am. I don't like to keep repeating the same cycle. I have to have different cycles because when I do, I'm learning and I'm growing. And I don't allow anyone to stop me from my journey. And though my children who I love to death and they are my world, I also didn't allow them to stop me from my journey because I had to fulfill what I needed to fulfill. This is one of the reasons I came. I didn't come just to be a mother. 
but I came to be more than that. I've seen so many things, how people get involved or get married and they give up, they give it up because of their spouse. Why would you do that? Why would you turn your back on something that is giving you something? And that's hard for me to understand, I guess, because when I did give it up, because I did, I quickly realized that it's not worth it. You know, I tell my children that having a partner is important, but you don't lose yourself in that partner, because when you do, you're not who you're supposed to be or who you're meant to be. And children grow up and they see these things. Children are not dumb and children see it. I have students that will say, yeah, I was mad at my mother because she dedicated herself to my father or my father dedicated himself to my mother. So my father never got to do anything and my mother never got to do anything. And now what they do, they overdo it because they're gonna make sure that they're not in that cycle. It's no different than a girl that sees the father beating the mother and the daughter thinks that it's okay. And she continues the cycle where another girl turns around and says, no, that's not gonna happen to me. Or even the other way around, or a wife beats the husband. How we, we choose to take these lessons and grow from them, that is up to us. So do we grow for better or do we grow to close ourselves? Because I don't like that shirt you wore. Oh, I don't like what he said or she said. I don't like when I'm around that person that I feel that this person is this and this and that. But you know something, what makes people think that those same people you might have a problem with, they don't have a problem with you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody looks within themselves, which is fine. But then you have to kind of be realistic because I can be around my students and it doesn't mean that me being around my students, I like everything about them because I don't. But that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to teach. It's like you're going to give a workshop to somewhere and you might not like half of the people that come, but that should not stop you from teaching because the same way it works for you, it works for others. Growth and maturity is also important because if you don't outgrow that, then you're never going to learn anything because you work with people that you might not like, but you still work with them. Your family, there's people in your family you might not like, but you're still going to connect with them. You need to learn how to separate so it doesn't affect you. Like I get students that say to me, I, I can't stand my mother or I can't stand my father. So I tell them, all right, I get it, but they also might not like shit about you neither. Or know your limitations. That's it, know your limitations. But don't make yourself think that you're all right and righteous because you're talking about you. But if you were to get around a group of people, you'd be very surprised how many people might not like you. And that probably would shock the hell out of you because you're ready to say, I don't like them. But what about people can say the same thing too about you? And you can turn around and you can say, oh, I don't care. It doesn't bother me, but it does. And it will bother because you're going to be surprised. And who does and who doesn't? Sometimes honesty is hard to take. Saying things in front of people is hard to take. But you put yourself there. You put yourself there because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. If people did what they were supposed to do, they wouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed or allow their pride and ego to get in the way or feel that they've done so good that all of a sudden, you know, somebody pulled the chair away and they're falling. Well, nobody stays on top for long. We're all four. I know I have, and I keep going up and I keep trying up and I keep trying up. And if I keep falling, I keep falling, I keep falling. Then I need to learn something that I haven't learned. It is what it is. Like people will come back if they don't finish their journey. It is what it is. We can close ourselves in a closet and stay there. 
and think everything about us is righteous. But I can't do that. I can't close myself in a closet because when it comes to this world, I'm not righteous. Now, spirituality is a different story. But in this world, I, I, I fall and I pick myself up. But that's how I learn. I learn with good decisions and I learn from bad decisions. It doesn't make me less of a woman. On the contrary, it makes me more of a woman because I keep picking myself up. And when I die, I still be picking myself up because my body will stay here, but my spirit and my soul will be getting up and leaving me. Even at the end, I still be getting up. Look, in this time of the world, and everything is chaos, and everything is going crazy out there that we don't know what to believe or not to believe, or you don't know what to believe and not to believe. It's not the time to spend time on foolishness. And I'm not saying that your time is not foolish. What I'm saying is stop blaming, take responsibility because people hear one story and they don't hear the other story. And when the people hear the other story, then they'll turn around and says, oh really, that's the reason why. Yeah, that's the reason why. I don't turn away. I'm not afraid. I have no pride and ego. And I'll stand where I stand and say what I have to say to whoever is there or not there. And whoever wants to know, I'll let them know. Because for me to feel that I have to push myself aside for somebody else, no, 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 no. No way am I gonna push myself for anybody because I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta take care of what I gotta take care of. Aside from myself, my children. And if I gotta walk, I'll walk. If I gotta sit, I sit. If I gotta stand, I stand. But I have no reason to run. And I got no reason to hide. So we can listen to one story, but the conclusion is not there. Because there's always two sides to a story. It's yours and it's theirs. And that's where it becomes a challenge. I can go in a group. I can talk to two or three people about so-and-so. You do the same. What's the difference? I want to know what's the difference. You can come knock on my door and say, hey, did you say this? I said it, I said it. I don't back up. There's no need to. That's not how you learn. That's not how you grow. But that's just funny how you can have a set of rules for yourself, but the other people that does it, oh my God, that's messed up. You shouldn't have done that. <gasps> but the other set of group can do it. The ones that criticize, hypocritical. That's what bothers me. Instead of that, these people coming and just saying, hey, straight A, B, C, but don't sit there and do the same and think that yours is more important because it isn't. I tell people, be your person, be free. Be free to stand up and say what you need to say if you have to. And maybe people can say, well, you can do the same. I would say absolutely right. I can do the same. What makes you think I haven't? Because not everybody mentions everything. People mention what's convenient for them and what people hear. Be careful about that. But it's not important. It's not important because you need to know where you stand and where you're willing to go and how far you're willing to go. But like I always tell my students, I don't stop. I continue going forward and I continue learning and growing and try to be the best that I can within myself, not with anybody else. And that's all we can do. That's all we can do. But I don't use an excuse for anything because I take full responsibility. And sometimes I take responsibility for my students because they can't take it. So I take it for them. Even if they don't know that I'm taking it for them, I take it because I know I could. When I was a kid, again, maybe seven or eight, I was, I was always afraid to, to challenge. And, and I don't like that word challenge at all, but the only person I've learned to challenge is myself. 
I challenge myself every single day of my life to do the things that I need to do, to be better today than I was yesterday. And sometimes there's times I'm angry and I'm upset, but I hold them for no more than a minute because it's a waste of energy and it's a waste of time because I can't control the way humans think or how they feel at times. And if they want to feel that way, that's their choice, but I don't have time. The time that I have for it is learning and growing and spreading love, compassion, understanding, and being there for the students that do want to grow, that do want to learn, no matter how hard and difficult it is, no matter how much it hurts mentally, even physically. We all have to get over it. We all got to grow up someday, somehow. And if we stop, that's people's choice. But I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. I want to learn as much as I possibly can before I leave this earth. And as long as I do that, I am happy every single day of my life, no matter what tribulations I go through, because I also know that those tribulations I cannot control, so I have to let it go. And those that I can control, I will fix it. And when I do, I let it go. But being unhappy, being miserable, being confused, being lost and sad, it's not my cup of tea. I don't want that life. There's too much of it out there. I don't want it in my temple and my temple is my home. So take time to think. I always tell my students, think, because if you don't think, you don't grow and learn. Sometimes we might think we have the solution and we realize that we don't. I know I've been there when I was in the world thinking I had the solution, I had nothing. That world would take, take as much as of you. If they know you're vulnerable, they'll suck you through. And sometimes it's hard being strong because sometimes, like I say before, been there, done that. It's still going to happen, but I'm still going to pick myself up. And if I can't pick myself up because I'm getting older, I'm going to have to crawl and hold on to something to get up. <laughs> that is the reality of it. But don't sell yourself short neither. Don't think that you can't because you could. Don't keep running away and hiding like a little kid that wants something and you're not willing to give it or agree to it or support it so you catch a tantrum and you close the doors because there's so many adults like that. They're like children. They haven't really grown up yet. They think they have, but they haven't. And you can be a father. You can be CEO. You can be the president. And you can still be that kid that has not grown up. Doesn't make a difference. To be realistic is one of the hardest things because when you're realistic, you'll see things you don't like about yourself and you get disappointed. So everybody needs to wake up. The world is crumbling and you're gonna crumble with it? No, you can't. This is not the time. This is a time to build up courage and strength. This is a time where you're going to need you and be the person that you're meant to be because everyone is gonna go through these tribulations. And if you're not prepared, then you'll be lost more than what you are now. Every day, we should always put a smile on our face and be grateful that we're here and that we're able to come here and do our journey and fulfill our journey no matter what stands in our way because that is the purpose, to fulfill our journey and to do the best that we can and to survive in the way that we can and share what we can to others and be more than we are yesterday and feel the freedom that we need to feel and feel the independence that you need to feel because you are your own. You are your strength and courage, your understanding, your compassion. You are you. 
allow that to happen and be who you're supposed to be.